Our passage from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 25 and verses 14 through 30, is the parable about the master who was leaving for an extended period, and so he gave his servants money. In our passage, that money is referred to as talents because the Bible translators decided to leave the original Greek word talent untranslated. And so he gave the servants money, he gave them talents to use while he was gone. To one servant he gave five talents, to one servant he gave two talents, and to the third servant he gave one talent. When I read this passage, it reminds me of the scene near the start of the movie True Grit with John Wayne. It's the opening scene when we are first introduced to the young 14-year-old Maddie Ross, who now, due to the death of her father, is going on an extended trip to claim his body and to seek to avenge his death. And before she leaves, she places a trusted member of the ranch staff in charge of everything while she is away. The reason I think about this scene from the movie is because of something we don't really get in the reading of the text, and that's an understanding of a talent. Because a talent is a lot of money. The term talent represents to the best of the scholar's ability to estimate an amount of money worth roughly 20 years' wages for a laborer. So we've got a massive conveyance of trust and responsibility. A bit like the scene in the movie when the young girl getting ready to leave hands over the entire control of the ranch to a trusted member of the staff. Now in our passage, we don't learn what the property is. We have a master of a property, but we don't know what the property is. It may be a vineyard, a farm of some sort, or something else altogether. What we do understand, however, is that it's going to cost a lot to run, and it should, under the right leadership, produce something of value. And these servants, they're going to be responsible. They've been given some extensive financial resources and are entrusted with the care and upkeep and production of whatever that property produces. These servants are tasked to be about the business of doing the master's work and turning a profit. And then the master leaves and is gone for an extended period of time. Now this parable, like many, especially in this section of the Gospel according to Matthew, there's a cluster of them all together in chapters 24 and 25. This is a parable in which Jesus is explaining through the stories what is about to come to be in his own ministry and life on earth and what is going to be expected of his disciples. In this parable, Jesus is the master. The servants are Christians. Both those disciples there at the time and those who would come later. And Jesus, the master, is getting ready to leave. Jesus knows he is about to be crucified. Jesus knows that after his crucifixion and resurrection, that he will ascend to the Father and he will not return to gather his church for a long time. And Jesus knows that before he ascends to heaven, 
that he will give the Great Commission where Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I have commanded you. And we can get an idea of that last servant and his saying, I know that you reap where you've not sown, gather from where you've not cast seed in this command to go into all nations. And Jesus arrived in ancient Israel, but his gospel message was for the entire world. And finally, Jesus knows that at some future point, he will return. And when he does, the truth is that some Christians will have been faithful to follow the Great Commission's and others will not have been. And so our parable continues. The Master, Jesus, leaves on the long journey. He ascends into heaven. And Jesus explains how the different servants responded in his absence. The first servant immediately takes the five talents and begins to trade with them. And the result is earning five additional talents. The servant doubled the Master's money. The second servant also used, although we don't know how, the talents that were given. And in using the talents, however the servant did so, was able to double the master's money. And then Jesus says about the third servant, but he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid the master's money. If the parable went no further, we might be tempted to think that this servant was not the best at what he was supposed to do, but he did safeguard the master's money so that none was lost. He's not going to impress anybody, wouldn't be getting any promotions at work, but he will be like so many workers in the world today who simply get by. But that is not the end of the parable. The master, Jesus, returns. And the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. The master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one who had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made you two talents more. The master said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Notice how they are both praised equally. It's not because they made equal amounts of profit for the master. It is because they both used the talents that they were given and made the most they could out of them. And here is where we have an interesting twist on the passage and the language that is used. As said earlier, the word talent here in the text, representing the large amount of money, is from the Greek text and left untranslated. And technically it's what is called transliterated, which means the translator left the original word but changed it just enough to make it easier to pronounce in English. In the Greek we have Talenton is slightly changed to talent. This works well in English because we can use talent in its English meaning to get a greater understanding of what Jesus was saying in the parable. 
Use your talents. Use your gifts. Use your abilities. Whatever they are, great or small, to go about my business. And Jesus' business is to bring others to him. To be the person through whom other people can see Jesus and want to know him. To share in the work of feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, to clothing those without clothes, to visiting the sick and imprisoned, so that they can know the love of Christ through your talent. To go out and tell people that Jesus loves them. There are many different ways to, in the words of the parable, trade with your talents. To put your talents to work. To create increase, whether it be large or small, for the Master, for Jesus. My own application of this parable, asking myself, what is the talent I am to use for the Lord? I'm brought to the words of these two, some of the earliest of Christians. The first, St. Gregory, he was active about the year 590. He wrote, again, there are some by whom their understanding and their actions preach to others and thence gain, as it were, a twofold profit in such merchandise. This is their preaching bestowed upon them. Excuse me, this is their preaching bestowed upon both sexes is thus a talent doubled. That's the positive application. That's versus what Origen, who is a priest in the region of Alexandria about the year 230, who wrote, when you see one who has the power of teaching and of the benefiting of souls hiding this power, though he may have a certain religiousness of life, doubt not that such a one has received one talent and hides it in the earth. So I pray that my preaching and teaching is blessed to help the growth of the church and the growth and the development of the Christian lives of those within the church. Now the question becomes, what is your skill? What is your gift? What is your talent given to you through which you can bless others? And are you using it or are you hiding it? While you ponder that question, we have one servant left in our parable. The one who hid the money so none would be lost. As Jesus continues the parable, he describes this servant saying, The one who had received the one talent came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But the master answered, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what is my own with interest. So take the talent and give it to the one who has ten talents and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In these final words of the parable, it's important to notice one thing in particular. The final servant was not punished for doing something wrong. It is not as if he had taken the money and wasted it. He didn't run off to Vegas and blow it in some kind of crazy all-week bender. The final servant hid the money so that he could give it back as is, unused. 
As a result, the final servant was judged for having failed to do what is right. The Master, Jesus said, I gave you this talent to use. I gave you this talent to be a benefit. Had you used the talent to bless others, I would have been blessed in the process. Instead, you refused the, challenge, the talent. You refused the blessing. You hid it, re- you hid it and returned it untouched. You could have at least invested it to gain a little, but you failed to do even that. And as a result, the master cast the unfaithful servant out and into the utter darkness. You see, worse than anything a person might do wrong, to do nothing with the talents, the gifts that God has given you is the greatest offense. So what is your skill? What is your gift? What is your talent through which you can bless others? Are you using it? Or are you hiding it? And while there is time left to make use of your talents to bless others, you will bless them and you will bless Jesus at the same time. And when the day comes, you will hear, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your Master. Amen.